0: namaste ballers welcome back to another episode of namaste ballers today is the 30th of november 2022 and we're going to talk about two interesting teams from the nfc sorry the afc east division um, specifically buffalo bills and new england patriots last week uh, we spoke about the other two teams from this division um they are the um uh, Jets and the Dolphins. Uh, so, if you haven't heard that, please go back and um, listen up to that episode as well. Uh, to begin with, uh, we are, oh, by the way, uh, my co host Gomzi is also here, um, and uh, we also we usually have Rohit, uh, but today um, Rohit is unavailable because he's had his wisdom teeth pulled out. Um, so, you know, hoping him uh, quick and um, um, safe recovery uh, in the meanwhile gomzi and i we will
1: hold on the fort how's it going gomzi all good all good yeah welcome everyone to this division episode I'm excited to talk about bills and patriots some some in, interesting stats some interesting information that we have uh, coming away
0: all right so then let's dig into it uh, to begin with we're going to start off with buffalo bills they are a very interesting team this season. They have been an interesting team last season, in my opinion. These guys are Super Bowl worthy, Super Bowl contenders. You know, they might actually end up winning AFC, um, uh, the AFC division. Uh, but then there are very interesting teams in the AFC division. So, I'm, um, um, I am, uh, I, I end up finding myself as a supporter of the Buffalo Bills, um, and I am expecting great things for them. Um, let's go in a little bit more into the details. Gomzi, um, so what's your take on the 2021 season, 2022 off season and draft?
1: Yeah, I mean, Buffalo Bills, I mean, they're an interesting team to cover, right? I mean, they, um, you know, they were one of the best teams last year, especially that game against the Chiefs, the divisional game, that back and forth. I think that is one of the best games, you know, in recent history, uh, but, but Buffalo Bills. I mean, you know, with Josh Allen, you know, that elite quarterback that you have, you know, you you're always in the game. Um, their management, I think they've. It's um, uh, it's good that they have some stability there. You know, it's been the same head coach and GM combo going into their sixth year. You know, the head coach is Brian McDermott, and the GM is Brandon Bean so they're going into their 6th year they were hired around 2017 so so it's good that you know you're having a stable you know uh, management and and that you know reflects in 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 the ro- in the roster construction it reflects in the performance as well now coming to the 2021 season which is last year they were 11 and 6 they won the AFC East division They went to the wild card. Uh, They won it against the Patriots. And as I mentioned in the divisional game, they lost to the Chiefs in a very, very close match. So um, an interesting last season, they were just shot. I think one of the things that was outlined was, you know, the offense is really good, but the defense is not the defense. They have to shore up their defense to to you know play against all of these juggernauts in the AFC like Chiefs and the and the other teams so so yeah i mean uh their main focus was to improve their defense and in the 2022 off season that is what they did they traded for Juan Miller and uh Juan Miller was you know he went to the Rams he won the super bowl there and then he you know the rams traded him to the bills and he was signed to a 120 million uh deal a mega deal you know his stats in the last half of the rams was really good you know he he i think he got like 9 to 10 sacks in around eight games and that is why he was signed to that big mega deal so so yeah i mean that was one of the biggest signings of the offseason apart from the quarterbacks and then coming to the coaching staff in the off season, the offensive coordinator Brian Dable he left the Giants. Um, sorry, he left to the Giants uh, to become a head coach there. He's been doing doing really really good things in Giants as well. And I think Bills, instead of hiring someone else from outside, you know what they did was they promoted internally. You know their their quarterback coach and the passing game coordinator ken dorsey he was promoted to offensive coordinator so so yeah so uh so nice um a trade in one miller some coaching changes um and ken dorsey being the offensive coordinator so that was that was really good
0: those are good points gomzi we should also talk about um, uh, you know what's happening with uh, stefan Diggs. Um, like he was signed to a long term contract um, 70 million dollars in guaranteed money man that sounds so good just to just to just to call it out um, but he is worth every penny he is totally worth every penny and he is proving it um, the connection That's between right. uh, Diggs and uh, Josh Allen, um, you know, that is something that's going to uh, need to be continued throughout the season and throughout the playoffs uh, to be able to get to a point where uh, we can say, yes, you know, uh, they're able to um, make the difference. Um, You know, this is um, as much as good as the Cooper Cup um, um, Matt Stafford connection um, and both of those guys uh, are elite when they connect with each other in the same way josh allen becomes elite stefan dicks becomes elite when they connect with each other Um, so absolutely um, you know it's good that they were able to sign a long-term contract there and then they also re-signed uh, the wide receiver, um, Isaiah McKenzie. Um, you know, Cole Beasley, Manuel Sanders, um, they departed. Um, so they needed, um, you know, some stability um, in the wide receiver core, um, along with Stephon Dix, Gabe Davis. Um, and uh, he adds that, you know, uh, a third um, wheel, if you will, um, uh, to their uh, wide receiver options. So, yeah, that is as far as the you know 2022 um, off-season and draft was concerned. Um, let's move on to the 2022 regular season. How did they do, Gomzi? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, um, they started out hot, you know, the first two games. You know, they were just blowing out oppositions. And, and in the last few games, they're like up and down a little bit. Um, overall... I think uh, they are, you know, in the playoff race. Obviously, they are in the playoff picture. They're number five. They're eight and three. They're second in AFC East. So, um, I think AFC East Dolphins are number one. So, and, and they are mm-hmm. number two. And both are eight and three. Uh, yep. But, but I think uh, Dolphins have the tiebreaker. That is why they are. Do you
0: think the uh, slowdown is um, uh, directly is correlatable with Josh Allen's elbow problems that he's been dealing with in the last two to three games?
1: Um, maybe, maybe not. Um, I, I think there are multiple reasons why they are slowing down, and we'll definitely discuss that. Uh, but I, I don't think it's the it's the elbow injury. It's it's a it's a little bit of their. Um, their defense little bit in their offense as well and their multiple um, you know we can compare that with the previous seasons as well but definitely I don't I don't think it's an injury maybe I mean but if it's if it's an injury uh, then they'll have to you know at least you know communicate that to everyone but but in my view I don't think it's it's the injury at all
0: yeah I think you might be onto something here as well because as Josh Allen's fantasy manager um, in my league, um, I'm yet to see yet to be disappointed by his performance. Um, he is consistently performing. So, uh, if I were to use that as a yardstick, I would say his elbow is fine.
1: Yep, yep, yep. I I agree. So I mean, they have an explosive offense, right? Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, you know Isaiah McKenzie. And the Titan, Dawson Knox, is, is no slouch either. He's one of the really good Titans as well. So, they they, they do have um, a, a really good offense. And I think the the weak point, if you ask me, is probably the running back. I think they may need uh, a really elite running back. They do have a couple of running backs that are probably okay. and But I think that is... Um I think the major uh, rushes that they have are always f- from Josh Allen, right? You know, he gives you those scramble yards, he gives you that gives you those designed quarterback runs and that is why even if you look at the stats, you'll see that, you know, uh, Buffalo Bills in rushing, they they are not bad, but they they are maybe probably top 10, but I think if you ask me the majority of that is probably Josh Allen and not the running back. So, I agree. The, yeah. Devon so Singletary, I think, the back should is, help. I think that is probably the one weak point in in their offense, offensive structure.
0: Yep, yeah, I agree. I think uh, De- Devin Singletary, um, he's a decent running back. He's definitely not an elite running back. Um, and uh, the good news, though, is Josh Allen, uh, he uses his legs a lot. And that shores up that lack of that elite running back option. And anytime a quarterback uses their legs, um, you know, there's always as a dual threat, um, there's always the variability and that, that makes a huge difference. So, um, yeah. But I would so like while, to the
1: slide because I, he's not a yeah. slider. And yeah. And his quarterback... Design runs and his scrambles that he has, he just goes on and he actually has those collisions with with the defensive players, which I'm pretty sure the Bills fans will not like it as well. You know, they don't want their star quarterback to be injured. So I would definitely advise Josh Allen, you know, go ahead, you know, go and run, you know, how much ever you want, That's but light. just yeah. you, you don't have to get that last one or two yards. Just slide, mm-hmm. just just as take his, care of yourself. Uh,
0: yeah, as his fantasy manager, uh, I completely agree with you. Um, if he gets injured, um, I can pretty much say goodbye to my um, uh, you know, championship prospects. So yeah, I completely agree with you. We should he should slide Josh Allen. I know you're listening, um, so slide. <laughs>
1: yep, yep, Let's talk different. some
0: stats. So, um, what, what do you think? Uh, what What's going on on the number side of things? Um, yep. It looks like they're number two overall in yards per game behind the Chiefs.
1: Yep, yep. They, their offense is humming, right? They're number two overall in yards per game. Points points per game, they're 28.1, which is number two overall, again, behind the Chiefs. And, you know, passing yards, they are, they're top 10. So, I mean, however you see... Their their stats does prove that they are able to you know move the ball. They are you know they're an explosive offense, as we've said. But um, but yeah, I mean there are always you know areas to improve. Why are they eight and three? Why are they not leading their division? Why are they you know in the fifth spot instead of you know in or or at least in their own division? Why are they number two instead of one? Why is Dolphins number one? So I think we we did you know identify some areas for the bill's offense to improve and so do, do you want to
0: yeah, one um, I think I think for me one thing that uh, immediately jumped. I was looking at the stats, and I was like super surprised by one of the stats. Um, the pass completion rate is sixty three percent, and that is eleventh worst in the league. Now you'd imagine that you know Josh Allen connecting with Stefan Diggs, um, they would have a better ca- pass completion rate, um, but that is not the case, and that that definitely jumped out as um, um, you know surprising. Um, do you do you have any take on that, uh, gomzi Like, um, like I did not expect uh, to see those numbers for pass completion rate. Um,
1: I mean, they're they're probably like you know middle of the pack there, uh, in their pass completion percentage, and you know, obviously mm-hmm. that is something that they have to improve, uh, if they want to go you know you know toe to toe with you know maybe Chiefs or you know Bengals or, or other teams that have really explosive offenses in the AFC the other stat mm-hmm. that you know jumped out was um you know third down conversions you know mm-hmm. i think that is something is that is a concern as well they are you know bottom of the league in third down conversions and especially those small short yardage situations that third and 1 mm-hmm. or fourth and 1 which you probably want your running back to convert that for you, right? You right, don't want to right. pass an easy completion for from your running back, and that is where they're like thirty second in the league in yeah. third and one conversions. And like that is probably where
0: uh, that is probably where they are missing that elite running back option yep. who has the who might have the ability to make that conversion happen. And then you know when you look you at the fact you that.
1: Keep always passing right you you want to have that balance between rush yeah, and pass Exactly.
0: and when you know that you know the best uh, running back is your quarterback when it comes to third down um, you know the the opponent the opposing defense will keep an eye out for a rushing quarterback and that will become you know a predictable um a third down uh, so that's a problem um, and along the same lines really, like the red zone turnovers um like the fact that they lead the league um in the red zone turnovers um, i think that could very well be the differentiating factor between why they are number 2 versus number 1 in their division um the fact that you know they it, it turned over five times uh, this season um all of those could have essentially ended up being touchdowns. Um, I mean, it could very well be the difference um, why that's happening. Uh, now, it, it's good to understand. Uh, we should understand why that's happening, though, right? Like, they have Stephon Diggs. Uh, they have, um, you know, he is a dual-threat quarterback. Um, Devin Singletary is not bad. So, so what is the missing link? What is going on? Why we, have uh, seen turnover uh, happening?
1: We've seen that game, right, where Josh Allen had, like, two... Uh, red zone interceptions. Um, mm-hmm. I think Patrick Peterson picked him up um, in in the red zone, and we did discuss about that. So, so I think Josh Allen has to make sometimes better decisions. And sometimes, what happens is when the, your first or second read, you know, breaks down. You know, these elite quarterbacks, what they do is they try to you know extend the play. They try to you know go around, see if mm-hmm. some of the receivers can make some plays, and these are all off script plays, right? At at this point, and and it is, and they're trying to make stuff happen at this point. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But at the same point, you cannot give the ball away. If he, if you know, if if you're not able to, you know, convert, then take a field goal. Throw it away. Right. Throw it away. Take a field goal. Or fourth down, you can try it again. Right. If if Mm -hmm. it's like a game-winning situation, though. but you know, having those red zone interceptions is mm-hmm. is what is you know uh, concerning.
0: Would it be then fair to say that he's not good at cooking? Like, <laughs> don't let him cook.
1: No, no, no. I think I think uh, if if they can identify these issues and work on them, um, they are. I think they're all they're there. I mean, I mean, I mean, half of the league would definitely. Want this problem, right? I mean, you know, these these are rich people problems. If you ask yes. <laughs> me, I mean, eight and three, uh, you know, they're comfortably, you know, looking to see that they'll go to the playoffs. There are so many teams that will love to have this problem. So, so at this point, it's about identifying these and seeing and and at this tr- last stretch of games, making sure that you know you don't commit the same mistakes that you've been committing.
0: Mm-hmm. And one other stat on their offense is their red zone scoring is also pretty bad, twenty first in the league. Um, so you know, uh, based off everything that we spoke about, they need to um, show that up as well. Uh, moving on to the different side of things for uh, um, the Bills, um, I think their defense is pretty decent. Um, like looking at the stats, you know, Bills have a pretty good defense overall. Like they have thirteen interceptions on the season, and that is tied for the second best. Um, that that counts for something, um, and when you you know pair that up with somebody as flamboyant as um, you know Josh Allen on the offense and there, and his um, you know elite weapons, um, I think this team is um, definitely um, a contender for the playoffs, uh, for the for the championship, and for the uh, Super Bowl as well. Um, and like if you look at the touchdown to interception ratio, um, right? There's 15 touchdowns to 13 interceptions on the season so far for them. Um, so they they are doing uh, uh, they allowed fifteen touchdowns um, and they had thirteen uh, they uh, took thirteen interceptions that is a pretty good number um, like um, and like uh, just greater than one uh, the ratio is uh, but I think when you compare to other teams um, it is a really good number the sacks um, they are uh, you know kind of middle of the pack twelfth most sacks in the league um uh, with 30 sacks uh, you know that is something that cannot be discounted either um so what's your overall take on the defense uh gonzi
1: yeah i mean the defense you know that is one of the things that you know they wanted to improve in the off season right so that is why they got juan miller mm-hmm. and you know and they gave him a good contract and they wanted to improve their defense and and you can see that it made a difference a little bit if you ask me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um if you see their stats uh their you know their overall defense you know in if they're in the they're in top 10 uh in yards per game so they they're yes. giving up less yards per game and if you go into the details their rushing defense is also top 10 so they're not giving up any rushing defense as well but their passing defense is a little bit up and down. They're like middles of league, around 14 or 15. But, you know, in in points as well, they're like, you know, you know top five, if you ask me. They are giving up just 18 points a game. Yep. So, overall, if you ask me, if your defense is just is like top five and giving up points per game, just 18. And your offense is humming, uh, scoring 28 points per game. You know, that is the the recipe you want, right? That is what you want. Exactly. Your offense is in points per game, they're number two. And your defense in points per game, they're number five. That is a well-balanced team, yeah. if you
0: we can I think we can draw analogies with uh, the Eagles, right? They are also in the same league uh, with the Bills. A humming offense uh, and a really good um, defense that are able to do the same thing. So, um, both of these, um, you know, this is another situation where <clears throat> these two teams might meet uh, in the Super Bowl. You know, um, definitely a possibility.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. The the only weak point in their defense is probably their passing defense. The rushing mm-hmm. defense is good; they're they're giving up less points for sure. But as I did mention already, their passing defense is kind of middle of the pack. So that is where maybe the opposing teams can, you know exploit a little bit so but yeah overall i think they're a well-balanced defense if you ask me for sure
0: yep 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 i'm sure um you know any team that is um, playing against the bills um they would be trying to exploit those defenses as you mentioned um but will it be enough to overcome josh allen that's the million dollar question
1: Patrick Mahomes. million dollar
0: question um, Patrick Mahomes, you mean? Why Patrick Mahomes? Is it
1: over overcome? Josh Allen, because we are talking oh, about oh the the mistakes the that he's doing.
0: Yeah, uh, no. What I'm saying is the the defense, um, like we we are talking about the fact that uh, you know uh, the defense is weak in uh, in passing, right? Oh, so yeah. overall, um. If that is going to happen um, and assuming that the defense is weak in passing, um, that means that they, they should also, like if Josh Allen is able to compensate for that weakness, right? Uh, then oh, yeah, the opposing yeah. okay. team needs to be able to overcome that um, compensation to be able to win the game. That's my take.
1: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. I
0: agree. Alright, so then uh, the next uh, part of this is the strength of schedule. They are 10th worst. Uh, they have the 10th worst strength of schedule, which is not so bad in almost middle of the pack. Um, and this being a pretty flamboyant team, a versatile team, um, I don't think it's going to make too much of a difference for them. The next three games are actually interesting. Um, they are playing the Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, and all three of them are divisional matchups. And as Gomsi always says, anything can happen in a divisional matchup. And with that, you know, I would say that is. Um Could this be, um, you know, a a hurdle in uh, the Bills' chances of making the playoffs? Um, I think not. Uh, But these, if you look at the entire division as a whole, all three of them have a greater than 500 uh, win-loss ratio. Um, So, you know, anything might happen, as Komzi always says. Um, Any quick wrap-up thoughts on um, the Bills, Komzi?
1: Yeah, the, the next three games, right? Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, as you said, if they can go two and one in mm-hmm. those three games, I think they'll they'll take that, you know, yep. because yep. division yep. games are so tough. They know so much about each other teams in and out. So if they can go two and one in those next three games, I think their playoff picture will be brighter. For sure.
0: Completely agreed. And I think uh, most likely it's going to be Patriots and Jets. Uh, but I would love to see the Dolphins versus Bills game. Uh, I want to see how that turns out.
1: Yep, yep. Maybe I should, I should call, maybe call it
0: right now. My favorite game of the week, three weeks from now. <laughs> 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 all right, all right. Let's move on to the next section. New England Patriots. They are currently 6-5. and five. They are... Um, you know, not the best team in the division. Uh, They're currently sitting at the bottom. Uh, While they are greater than 500 uh, with their win-loss ratio, um, I think um, the the fact that they're still sitting at the bottom of their um, league spells trouble for them. Um, You know, if you go back like two to three years uh, with the once the departure of Tom Brady happened, um, you know, I felt like they were always on this downward trend um, on their ability to make playoffs or win the Super Bowl or, you know, win the, win the championship or win their division or win the playoffs and so on and so forth. And now they might very well be in a situation where they might not even make the playoffs. What are your thoughts on that, Comzi?
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, to have a dynasty, you need a head coach-quarterback combo that... Or an, And I would say an elite head coach, an elite quarterback combo to have an a, a really big dynasty. And I think the Patriots, we've never seen this before. We've always seen dynasties being for maybe two seasons, three seasons, four, maybe five. But to have a dynasty of 20 years, that is unheard of in the NFL. And I think Bill Belichick has to definitely get some praise for that. And I think Tom Brady also has to get some praise for that. Definitely. You know, people did doubt Tom Brady. You know, can he perform on his own after he moves on from the Patriots? But he did prove that, right? He was able to get some really good pieces in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and he was able to win a Super Bowl there as well. So, now the onus is on Bill Belichick. You know, can he now win a Super Bowl? without tom brady is yeah, there was
0: definitely there was definitely that synergy right between bill belichick and tom brady and i don't think we'll see that synergy anywhere else for many years to come uh, yeah, i don't tom think there'll brady, be
1: like a 20 year dynasty for sure i think, I no, think yeah, absolutely. that that is maybe if if patrick mahomes he's pretty young so if he's there for next 15 years maybe the chiefs but I'm not sure mm-hmm. how long Andy Reid can be there. <laughs> he's pretty old. <laughs> right. But, yeah, but I, yeah, I mean, I mean, Bill Belichick, I mean, you have to give give it to him. I mean, yeah. he is yeah. the defensive mastermind. Um, he probably and, had Tom Brady and Josh McDaniels and, and the others, you know, take care of the offense. And he was mm-hmm. always on the defensive side. And he, I think he always took care of... Not only the head coach, but he was also kind of a general manager as well mm-hmm. and he was a little brave right you know he was not um uh, you know shy of cutting players he and he was not shy of getting veteran players as well in in improving so um he, he, people should actually study on how they were able to stay on the top for so long because mm-hmm. in this salary cap age and you know the fact that you know really bad teams get to pick, you know really good players in the draft. You know there's this cycle of teams that get yes. bad, and they keep getting better because of the NFL draft and how it is I, you know, designed. Yeah, but the I fact think uh, that you know Patriots were able to stay that long. they were able to uh-huh. replace their coaches, the offensive coaches, defensive coaches. Everyone was leaving. The the whole generation of players were left. and They were able to. Uh, the only two constant people were Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, and they were able to replace their whole core, and they were able to stay on the top. So I completely that is, agree. Is really great.
0: I completely agree. Like NFL as a whole, it is designed to allow weaker teams to become stronger eventually. And then, um, you know, get stronger or you know, the cycle, as you mentioned. And the fact that they were able to persist through the cycle, that is something, uh, you know, unheard of. Um, so, I'm, I'm glad to be part of this era where I was able to um, experience uh, Bill check and uh, Tom Brady's um, synergy. Uh, but that being said, uh, we have to talk about the present as well. Um, but before that, um, you want to walk us through what's happened in the 2021 season and the 2022 off-season and draft?
1: Yeah. So, last year, you know, 20 let's talk about the 2020 season, like two years mm-hmm. ago. You know, they were 7-9. and nine. That was the first season um, that the Patriots, you know, uh, were you know, rolling on without Tom Brady. And they had the first losing record in 20 years. And that is, I mean, just ridiculous. The first losing record in 20 years. And following that, in 2021 offseason, the Patriots spent like $163 million to sign free agents. Um, it was like left and right. They were just throwing money to get the best free agents in, in the market and to, to replenish their roster, to say. Uh, the big news in the 2021 offseason was in the draft, they picked, Mac Jones in 15 overall you know there were uh, news that Mac Jones might be drafted in the top five maybe the top 10 but he fell to 15 and Bill Belichick was just happy to you know draft him he didn't have to even move up and give up any draft picks so he was happy to get Mac Jones and he's maybe the eventual Franchise quarterback, we'll see how, you know, we'll discuss Mac Jones in the offense and how he's yeah, doing. Yeah, we should. For sure. Um, In the off season, you know, Josh McDaniels, the brain of the offense, you know, he left and he became the head coach of the Raiders. And then, you know, in the fourth round, it looks like they drafted like a backup quarterback, Bailey, uh, Bailey Zap, uh, Zappi. Uh, we'll, we'll discuss that as well in the offense. Um, they traded for Devontae Parker and, you know, they also spend money to retain their own people. You know, Jacoby Myers, Trent Brown, an offensive tackle. For people who don't know, he used to be an offensive tackle for the 49ers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a, a good offseason. Um, nothing as crazy as the 2021 offseason, but it was like a solid off season. Uh, where they had some coaching changes, uh, Matt Patricia came back as well. Um, but but yeah, I mean it was a solid off season. They were able to retain some people of their own, and some people left. But uh, a solid 2022 off season and draft. Those are good points, Comzy. But we
0: should also talk about um, what's happening to Devante Parker. Um, like, I felt like he was doing much better uh, with the Dolphins um, than compared to uh, how he currently is with the uh, um, uh, New England Patriots. Uh, sounds like his he's like wide receiver two uh, behind Jacoby Myers. Um, and um, I have a feeling that you know it might actually be a, a, a quarterback problem. What's your take on that?
1: Probably, I mean, sometimes it takes time to build that that rapport between a quarterback and a wide receiver. So, and, and probably it might take. Uh, and and obviously, the quarterback is a rookie as well. You need some time to you know you know trust your wide receiver as well. So maybe maybe it's a little bit of that. So hopefully, maybe down the stretch or maybe next year we'll probably see more of Devante Parker and yeah. and Mac Jones
0: yeah um I mean well that that's an interesting segue we should talk about you know what's happening in the regular season um offense mac Jones um, like is he really good um how much time does he need to be really really good um, and I think we should uh, talk a little bit about that because his passer rating is currently at 87.3 and that is like Average, maybe less than average. Um, in the meanwhile, while Mac Jones was injured, Bailey Zappi he had like um, an opportunity for play for four, to play for four games, and his power passer rating was you know much higher than that of Mac Jones. Um, is Bailey Zappi better than Mac Jones? Um, and are they investing time on the wrong quarterback? What are your thoughts on that, Gomzi? Um,
1: in my opinion, I still think Mac Jones is 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 a better quarterback. Um. I think last year Mac Jones had a better season if you ask me. He was he was um obviously not as good as the elite quarterbacks but if you compare him to the rookie quarterbacks that were picked along with him um he was I think the best quarterback in the last season. Patriots went to the playoffs and they lost in the wild card last year. Coming to this year, I think Mac Jones has not had that good of a year, at least this year, compared to last year. So, did he regress? Maybe. Um, I think he's been up and down, but he's not bad. Um, I think we've seen that Patriots-Jets game where it was like 3-all, and there was this punt written for touchdown in the last few seconds. Uh, but if you see that game... Mac Jones still had a decent game. Uh, He's still able to throw the ball. He had more than 200 yards uh, of completion uh, compared to Zach Wilson, who was just atrocious. So, um, I think overall, I think Mac Jones is still developing. He's still in his second year. And second year is still the time where quarterbacks develop if you see Justin Fields as well you know he's good with his legs but his passing is still a problem you know he's not a really good passer you now Mac Jones is obviously not as good as a dynamic runner like Justin Fields but you know he's in in the same boat as Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence and, and the other other quarterbacks drafted in the same time that, you know, they're probably in that developing phase. Um He yeah. was benched for sure, but I still think he's a better quarterback. I think um he will pick up, you know, all. But I, I think the other major problem, in my opinion, is the departure of Josh McDaniels. I think he left. And I think that is one of the reasons why they're having like a down year. So I, I think they need a good offensive uh, coordinator and i think um, um, with the departure of josh mcdaniels i think there is that void that is there Um, and and, you know for a rookie quarterback you need that stability of the same offense in the first at least two three years for them to actually develop Uh, josh allen had that He he was able to develop Trey Lance is having that and he's been in the same system. Unfortunately, he had a season ending injury. But but at least there is stability in the coaching for Trey Lance. And he's still in the same system. So he can you know, obviously his development is not there. he he has to have, you know, on field reps and he'll probably have that next year. All right. so sure. Lawrence, he had you know you know um uh, different coaching last year this year on a brand new coaching staff again so that does impact um, a rookie a quarterback for sure and i think that is what is probably in my opinion ha- happening to mac jones
0: that kind of kind of makes sense but then the question becomes like why invest in Bailey zappi um so soon you know why not uh, like uh, that that sounds that kind of sen, sends a signal that you know maybe they're not completely happy with uh, mac jones um, th- that's one way to look at it then the other way to look at it is um, and i feel like uh, mac jones is completely uh, he completely listens to everything that bill belgic wants him to do um, like if you were to compare with that short stint that cam newton had with the new england patriots uh, you know he noped out of there uh, very quickly uh, and it didn't work out for them because uh, looks like their style stint match uh, and um, that's probably why uh, you know belichick went for you know i need a fresh quarterback um, who is willing to listen to everything that i say uh, and they were able to get that at mac jones um, but is it too much like it doesn't feel like there's synergy here, you I know, mean, as uh, Belichick and Tom Brady has. Um, this is more like, hey, you tell me what to do and I will do everything that you want me to do situation. Um, and I don't know if that's enough to, you know, get to that elite, uh, elite status. Um, um, and um, maybe, you know, when you look at from the forest from the trees um, situation, um, Bailey Zappi is like an insurance, a backup plan in case Mac Jones doesn't work out what
1: do you think i don't agree i think i think uh, um bailey zappi was drafted fourth in the fourth round he's probably a backup quarterback in my opinion he, um he mac jones was was benched and bailey zappi i mean i still think uh, bill Belichick was wrong in benching mac jones I, I was not sure was he injured or i i still not sure why that that episode happened but in my opinion um I, I still think Mac Jones the, uh, from what he showed last year he definitely has that ability to to um to go ahead and and all I think he needs is stability in coaching staff stability in offensive coordinator um so that he can you know flourish a couple of years.
0: Yeah, I think benching uh, Mac Jones was an attempt by Belichick to assert dominance like I'm the boss, listen to me situation. But anyways let's move on from the quarterbacks. Um, their uh, star running back um, is Roman Stevenson. Um, but when you look at the stats, he, uh, he's an okay running back. Uh, like he has like 4.5 yards per attempt. Uh, he has four touchdowns so far, uh, but zero fumbles. Uh, so that's all goodness. But that's not enough. Uh, he's definitely not elite status. Uh, like if you're a fantasy manager, sure, you know, he's a top 10 running back. He's producing for you. But it's not necessarily translating to enough touchdowns um, and enough to be called an elite running back, enough to turn the games, enough to say that, hey, these guys have a, a strong offense. Um that um, is definitely missing uh, from new england patriots as a whole um and then you know going back a little bit to mac jones or uh, to their uh, to their quarterbacks as a whole um their passing yards per attempt um seventh best uh, with 7.8 so that's that's goodness um and they also have like second best completion uh, percentage um, so um, you know that's also goodness but um, they only have 11 passing touchdowns in the entire season. That basically translates to less than one per game. Um, and they do have the sixth worst, um, um, sorry, so sixth worst, uh, so sorry, the, um, Passing touchdowns, uh, where I spoke about the 11 passing touchdowns, that is the 6th worst. Um, and they also had 10 interceptions so far. So the touchdown to interception ratio um, is pretty high and that is bad. Um, so that is one thing. And then if you were to look at their yards per carry from the rushing standpoint, um, they are the 6th worst uh, with just 4 um, yards per carry. And uh, their uh, rushing touchdown as a whole for their running back uh, core um They have only nine on the entire season. That's, again, less than one per game. So if you zoom out and look at the big picture, um, in fact, uh, after we talk about the defense, it will become even more apparent. Um, But the fact remains that uh, right now, New England Patriots are not successful because of their offense. Um, And that is uh, something that they need to focus on. Your take on that, Komzi?
1: Yeah, I, I agree. Their, their offense is kind of middle of the pack, right? If you see that yards per game, their passing yards, their total points per game, it is kind of all in the middle of the pack. Um, nothing that jumps out. Um, and if you see their rushing, it's more worse than the, their passing, uh, their, their rushing stats their yards per game in rushing is probably like 23rd in the league so they are like a bottom of the league in rushing middle of the pack in passing middle of the pack uh, middle of the pack in points per game so you know overall they're kind of you know in that you know you know 15th position 18th position overall in the whole league so so yeah, I mean, you know, areas to improve. I mean, I, I, it's 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 hard to say. You know, we'll have to get down in dirty and find out what is working and what is not working. You know, red zone efficiency has to improve. Third zone efficiency has to improve. You know, uh, conversions. You know, red zone conversions has to improve. So, you know, all these. It's 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 also difficult having a rookie rookie quarterback. Also, you know, having Mac Jones, and that is that definitely ties into this, you know, learning a new system. Josh McDaniels left, so yeah. At the end of the day, it is a middle of the pack offense. Uh, the defense is really good. Uh, we'll definitely uh, go to the defense in the next section. But you know, uh, with AFC being loaded, you know, and mm-hmm. and. Uh, can their offense put up points that is, uh, that is, you know, we they haven't showed us that they can, you know, really put up points. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, it's uh, middle of the pack, as I said.
0: Yep. And AFC East is super loaded, right? Along with AFC as a whole, AFC East is super loaded. And these guys are at the bottom of AFC East with a greater than 500 win-loss ratio. That definitely speaks volumes about AFC East as a whole. Um, but that's probably a good segue to jump into the defense. Right? So what's happening on the defense side of things? Uh, and there's some interesting stats there as well. Um, like on the season, they have had 12 interceptions um, so far, uh, and that is the fifth best in the league. Um, and that, you know, that's important to call out. Um, and then if you were to look at the sacks, they had 37 sacks um, in the season, and that is the second best in the league. Um, you know, so so they the defense is putting up really good numbers, um, and if you also look at other numbers, right? Um, against the Patriots, um, the opposing teams um, have, ha- on an average, have had a pass completion percentage, um, and uh, which is the least in the league at fifty-eight point four percent. That makes uh, that talks volumes, speaks volumes about their defense. Um, their uh, yards per attempt uh, is uh, sixth least uh, with six yards per attempt um, as an opposing teams are able to make only six yards uh, per attempt um, they have 14 uh, they have allowed for 14 passing uh, touchdown um, and during that time they've also given uh, taken 12 interceptions so if you were to think about in you know, a touchdown to interception ratio from the passing standpoint um, uh, that's a, that's also pretty good pretty decent um, so all of these numbers um, Um, and again as i mentioned before um, speak to the fact that um, they have a good defense um, and you know this probably ties into as comzi said um, bill belichick is a defensive mastermind and all of these uh, kind of speak to that part as well Um, but then the question remains um, you know how uh, how is um, offense going to um, complement this strong defense Um, so your thoughts on the defense comzi
1: yeah as as you said the the defense is actually pretty good you know, if you look uh, you mentioned so many stats and I have a couple of them myself, the points per game they're top five and yards per game, the defense is giving up very less yards per game in that they are top five and in passing and rushing they're top ten in the league so they are a very very well balanced defense you know it's not like you know their passing uh, defense is worse or their rushing defense is worse they're pretty much top five or top 10 in every category in the defense so that shows that you know overall in all of their you know three levels they are pretty much really really good they are balanced is is what i'm trying to say so So, the Patriots' defense is definitely legit. Uh, Bill, you Mm -hmm. you can always count that with Bill Belichick, you know. He will always make sure your defense is top 10. And that's what Tom Brady had all these years, you know. Mm -hmm. If you give Tom Brady a top 10 defense, uh, more often than not, he will win a Super Bowl. So you see all the Super Bowl wins or all over all over those years he had a top 10 defense. So so this is what Bill Belichick will give you and it it is on the offense to to win you games but we're talking about the defense right now. It mm-hmm. it, it is legit. Uh definitely. Absolutely. Yeah points and per I think game, the, like, um... they're just giving up 18 points per game, you know. It's that is that is really good. You know, giving up 18 points per game and you're just 6 and 5. Mm-hmm. That shows you know where the problem lies and it's definitely not on the defense
0: yep completely agree and i think the jets versus the Patriot games is a highlight of um, the defensive capabilities of the patriots like 3-3 three, three up until the last 20 seconds or so and then you know um, a defensive touchdown a punt return touchdown like yeah that's like that's that's a cherry on top um, to their defensive capabilities so absolutely um, Strength of schedule-wise, they have the second-worst strength of schedule for the rest of the games this season. Um, Combine that with the fact that they're sitting at the bottom of the table, um, I am a little bit concerned for their um, chances of making the playoffs this season. Not a little bit, a lot concerned. Um, Because if you think about it... um, if their defense offense is not performing as well as their defense, then they really have to rely on other teams performing bad for these for this team uh, to be able to make it over that hurdle. Uh, and their next three games are against the Bills, Cardinals, and Raiders. Um, you know, it's going to be a tough one against the Bills, um, but there might be a chance against the Cardinals and Raiders. Um, so this is the, probably going to be the last opportunity to make a case and hope that Jets perform a um, little bit worse during their next three games um, so that they can switch spots in their, um, uh, in their division. The playoff picture right now um, shows that they are on the bubble. They are outside. They are looking in. Um, So, unless and until Jets perform bad, um, this is not going to be good news for uh, New England Patriots. Your thoughts on that, Gonzi?
1: Yeah. I mean, as we discussed uh, for the Bills, if the Patriots can go 2-1 in the next three games, which is definitely doable, Bills is hard for sure, but... Cardinals and Raiders are definitely they are winnable games. So you know if if they can go 2 and 1 it is definitely you know they are in that playoff picture and maybe AFC you know east maybe all of them can get in right you know you know with one being a division leader and three of them we have three wild card spots all mm-hmm. three of them can be in the wild cards you know Is that uh, possible
0: because I remember at some point we were discussing and somebody mentioned that No oh, it's there definitely can only possible you know
1: There used to be only six playoff teams Mm -hmm. per uh, conference uh, up until uh, two years ago. But since last year, they increased the playoff spot to seven per conference, right? So AFC conference, you have seven, NFC seven. So with seven, you have three wildcard spots. You have five, six, and seven. So if your division leader gets in, and the remaining three teams can be five, six, and seven. You know, if they have really good records. So, so everyone from AFC East can get in. So, uh, technically speaking, okay, uh,
0: yeah, so. um, I'll, I'll 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 yield to that. Um, I was under the impression that. At most, three teams from a division could get in. Uh, but No, no. If, if they have
1: the record, all of them can get in, right? So
0: I'd like to see that happen. I'd <laughs> like to see that happen. Um, like, for example, right now, that would mean that... Uh, well, yeah. Um, that would... If all four have to get in, then Cincinnati Bengals would have to do really bad um, for them yep, to get because, in. Because yeah, so, you have Bengals
1: and, and Dolphins also, right? So... So yeah, yeah, yeah
0: Bengals I mean Dolphins are number 1 um, yeah, like yeah. if all four of uh, this division needs to get in um, then that the only way that would happen is, is the number is, 6
1: exactly right the, the the Bengals should get out of the wild card the and Dolphins, uh, Patriots yeah.
0: should take that spot Dolphins are already in they are number the, the Dolphins uh, are already in yes yes one in AFC East yes, right? yes. if things stand as they are um so yeah that 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 will be a very rare interesting scenario uh, but the likelihood of that happening i think is very very
1: very less it um, may happen in, in nfc maybe an all of nfc east may get in
0: uh maybe maybe uh, well that's how it's showing right now actually five six and seven are cowboys chains and washington
1: Yeah, see, there
0: you Um, go. (laughs) So you might be right. It might actually happen. Um I don't want that to happen because I want Seahawks to get there. So (laughs) um fingers crossed. Anyways. Um any final thoughts, Comzy, before we wrap up this episode?
1: Yeah, I think Patriots definitely have a chance. Um they are Mm -hmm. in a tough division. Six and five in any other division might you know get you get you into wildcard spot for sure. Definitely in NFC, you know, there are definitely worse teams in NFC who are who are definitely you know in the in the playoff race. But you know, Patriots are in a tough division. You know, they are one of the best divisions in in AFC. They do have the chance to to get into the playoffs for sure. It is in their hands, right? You know, they, no. they win win against winnable teams. Um, there might be a chance, so yeah, they are not out of it. But they do have a chance.
0: Yeah, I do slightly disagree. Um, it's not in their hands. Um, I think um, Patriots, even if they do well, um, they still have to rely on Jets doing bad uh, to swap spots. I don't realistically see them, uh, see Bengals going out of the uh, playoff contention and Patriots and all four of these teams in AFC um, East making it. So, uh, practically speaking, if Patriots have to get in there, Jets have to get out. Um, And if that has to happen, that means it's not in their hands. Jets have to do bad uh, for that to happen. All right. Um, With that final closing thoughts. um, Namaste Ballers.
1: Namaste Ballers, guys. It was a good, good discussion today. We'll meet you next week. We'll start off with a brand new division and we'll discuss another two teams next week please make sure to follow us on all major streaming platforms have a nice week have a nice fantasy week make sure to you know line up all your teams and we'll you know meet again next week hopefully we throw it yeah namaste ballers guys peace